Yeah. 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 Trust issues. <laughs> Trust issues brought to you by the Hermit Podcast. This is Dez. It is Monday, October the 24th. It is 5.15 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States of America. Uh, make sure you follow at You Heard Me Dog, at You Heard Me D-A-W-G on Instagram and Twitter. Mostly Instagram, fuck Twitter. Um, Patreon.com slash Y-H-M-P if you'd like to join the Gold Club. Yo, coming off of a Ravens victory yesterday against the Cleveland Browns, at M&T Bank Stadium, final score, 23-20. to 20. Ugly game in a lot of ways. Very uneventful game. Um, Ravens almost let another one slip away. Bailed out by a late penalty by the Browns defense. Uh, actually, by the Browns offense. <laughs> uh, offensive pass interference kind of saved the game for the Ravens, who uh, were poised to give up the game-winning drive or at least the game-tying drive. Um, Up-and-down day for the for the team. Uh, and I didn't really take any notes yesterday because I was fucking there. And I was locked in. I was pretty excited. Um, yesterday, before the game, they had the Super Bowl 47. Pretty much, I'd say about two-thirds of the team was there. A uh, few exceptions off the top of my head were like uh, Bernard Pierce wasn't there. Bernard Pollard wasn't there. Um, a ton of other people who I can think of that weren't there. Um, but, I mean, from Courtney Upshaw to Haloti Nada to freaking Ladarius Webb, uh, Anquan was here. Obviously, Ed and Ray were there. You know, Suggs was there. I mean, everybody was there. So, that was cool. That was cool to see him out there. Um, most of them aren't quite old yet, <laughs> but they're starting to look it, you know, um, and a lot of those guys are, you know, a couple years older than I am. Um, so it's funny to see guys my age now looking older than NFL players, man. Um, but yeah, man, it was a uh, pretty, pretty cool, uh, shout out to my man, Jack, uh, letting me slide up into the extra PSL slot when. Uh, Betsy wasn't able to go, so I was able to grab that ticket. Uh, got to hang out a little bit before the game, so that was cool with the uh, firehouse or whatever. Wherever all the old white people are, that's where I was for the, the pregame. <laughs> um, yeah, man, slid to the stadium. I, th- I think I think overall yesterday was a another um, concerning but encouraging at the same time performance. Um, encouraged by defense again. I am encouraged by the way that they've been playing now. I really three, four games in a row now. Uh, and for, for the, the Jets game too, you know, defense is here we go again, right? With the exception of a few fourth quarters, the defense has played well and they have, uh, we, we have still yet to see a full four quarters from this team. I think that happened again yesterday. We went through a stretch there where we couldn't move the ball a few different times in the game. Lamar, when you watch it in person, it's a little bit worse than it is on TV because there's 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 just a lot of stuff that my son is leaving on the field. And, again, it's concerning. It's concerning. Uh, I wish it wasn't like this, but we'll see 
how it plays out throughout the rest of the season because we don't have a super intimidating schedule as it looks. And in a year where everybody uh, from the, the top of the coaching staff on down is being ha- highly evaluated as to whether they'll still be there. Um, it's important, I think, for everybody this year to take advantage of the layup opportunities. So this this episode of Trust Issues, I think, is really just like, hey, man, all right, we got to win. Uh, I don't like the fact that Jacoby Brissett looked more comfortable as a passer than Lamar Jackson did yesterday. I do like the fact that after a terrible series, I think it was our second or third series when Lamar was like a – quarterback hit incompletion sack sack punt it was like fourth and 20 right that wasn't good uh morgan moses got a little boy something terrible by miles garrett but from pretty much most of the rest of the game miles garrett was on point i don't know what happened to moses i saw mccree was in there at one point but um i think the line overall and in pass blocking did pretty well overall against a very good d line i think the the you know secondary was a little bit suspect when we needed them to make plays they didn't uh they kept the browns on third down a few times that they shouldn't have i watched peters get beat on that last play didn't like it <laughs> uh there was a couple times where i saw that we were lined up to sell out again and stop the run and they and they were throwing the ball off play action play action continues to be a challenge for our pass defense Hopefully that changes soon. I don't know, man. I just think that this was a it's a game where number one, I'm glad we didn't have a bunch of guys uh, come out hurt because uh, you know we saw some encouraging things. I think from from the D line, from the linebackers. You know, Queen made a couple great plays. Uh, Patrick Queen is is trying to stop being Edward James almost, and he's he's starting to become a little bit more reliable. I think he's starting to look down the barrel of, am I going to get this fifth-year option or aren't I? <laughs> so he's really been stepping his game up. He came out with a lot of energy, too, pregame. I saw him, you know, bouncing around crazy in, in warm-ups. And then, you know, in the intros, he came out very, very hyped up. And he was flying around the field. Uh, he got tossed around a couple of times by a very physical Browns offensive line because they were moving shit throughout the day. But I think our guys did pretty well. Unlike the last couple of games, you know, with, with Saquon, uh, I didn't think that Saquon was really able to get rolling like that. He was, he was, you know, pushing the pile here and there, get some yards. But it wasn't until the end of the game that Saquon started to really look good running the ball. Or like not, not Saquon, but the the run game. Uh, in this game, you know, from the first drive, they kind of walked down the field on us, and I was worried it was going to be a long day after that. And it really wasn't. I think that the defense played, especially for the fact that the offense was not giving them a lead to play with. Um, which is something that, you know, for a team who does not have dominant pass rushers in the Ravens, uh, we need one of our pass rushing components to be the lack of having to consider the run game. And that's where it gets frustrating when you're watching the offense play, when they're leaving touchdowns and first downs and points on the board, or, you know, they're leaving them you know on the field and instead of on the board. And, um, you know, we got to we got to just become, you know, get back to actually making plays. One of the biggest things I noticed yesterday while I was watching from the all 22 seats. 
was the fact that uh, Andrews was open about seven times and Lamar didn't throw him the ball, and Lamar threw it to somebody in most of those situations who was covered, I feel like. <laughs> uh, I saw, you know, he threw a great deep ball to Duvernay early. Um, you know, after that, though, I I mean, we barely – it was just a weird game, man. When the first quarter was over in like 10 minutes. It was just weird, and I just feel like neither team really established a real rhythm on on, on offense. Um, so this is one of those games that's kind of hard to pull from. They didn't run Lamar, I feel like, at all in the first half designed, and there were a couple of times that the that our uh, running back plays got shut down where, I, you know, you feel like Lamar could have kept it and, and gone. It wasn't until that one third down or fourth down that, that uh, Lamar came in. But one thing that was really tight, though, was that play where Andrews came in to, to fake the sneak, and then they did the toss to Lamar. That was dope. I... I was not expecting that wrinkle. I think everybody in the section was just like, ooh, when they saw the play happen. And shout out to Justin Hill with an amazing lead block on that play. Um, I saw him from, from the stands. I saw him push the dude all the way into the bench. That was hard. Um, but, yeah, man, I, you know, it's it's a day where, you know, you like, you'd like to see Duvernay get the ball a little bit more. Uh, the one great play Bateman made, you know, if Lamar had hit him, Earlier in that play, he might have been able to cut up field and get even more yards. Uh, there were a couple of throws that Lamar could have made. There was one tackle that Lamar could have broken here and there to, to spring him for 50 instead of, you know, 10 or 15. Just a, a game where, you know, we didn't do anything egregiously wrong um, from top to bottom, but we didn't really stand out in any way. I don't really like that. <laughs> I'd like for us to to stand out in some way. Um, the, you know, the run game was weird. We were getting yards, but we weren't really breaking them at all. I thought Gus looked great for where he is, you know, the first game back after over a year. Uh, and at this point it's been a season, you know, one and a quarter season, almost one in the third season. Cause yeah, this is what the seventh game of the year. So he, you know, he missed the first six games after missing the entirety of all last season. So it's been a long time since he played and it didn't look like it had. You know, it, it didn't look like it had. He he looked very comfortable out there. One thing about Gus, man, I, I really wish we got him involved in the passing game more. <laughs> uh, but I thought that, you know, he looked good. I thought they gave him a little bit too much work early. I don't know why they weren't bringing in Justice or Drake early, but they were giving Gus. Uh, Gus had like five carries on the first drive, I felt like. And I love the commitment to the run game. I just I just would have liked to see Gus kind of get eased in a little bit more because Gus is best used as a, as a – rotational back anyway. And it's not to say that Gus could I, I would be super comfortable with Gus being your number our number one running back. But I just think when when Gus, you know, Gus is more of a haymaker than, you know, where JK is more like that 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 stiff cross jab. You know what I mean? And and it's just you know, JK can he can he can definitely hurt you, but you know, Gus can't come knock you out, you know? <laughs> They both have the capabilities of doing either thing, but I just think, man, it's you know, if anybody who's watched this team for a long time, who's likely everybody who's listening to this specific episode of this specific podcast right now, uh, you you know what Gus does. You know, every time he touch the ball, it's a spectacular seven to twelve yards or more. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's it's just um, it's yet again a work in progress. Um, you know, Jerry Sandusky got us all hyped up at halftime where he was like, you know, the Super Bowl team at week seven. But he was he was uh, doing a speech about the the, the uh, 2012 team. He was like, you know, these guys at week seven, 
kind of in a similar position as this team. Nobody would have thought at that point that that, that team was going to go on to win the Super Bowl. And how and everybody in the section we were just like, he's right. We didn't. <laughs> but really the season got saved that year when when Caldwell took over, which wasn't until like week thirteen. So you know, it's a it's a lot of season left. Everywhere I think in the AFC is wide open with the exception of the the Chargers, not the Chargers, the uh, Chiefs and the Bills, I think are clearly the class of the conference right now. We should be in that conversation, but we have proven that we still need some more time, I guess, to get our feel back from, from guys who were hurt for over a season's worth of games. You know, Peters, Stanley, who looked great again, by the way. A couple pancakes in the run game. I saw you, Stanley. Stanley looked good. Um, except you know, a couple plays, the whole line got beat. And Stanley, I will say, there's been a couple plays that in the return that he's gotten beat. And it's been two full games, and you know, like about a third of another. The first game he came back, he's had he's gotten beaten ways that he never used to get beat before. But th- that's not going to happen. The longer he is able to stay healthy, and the leg still feels good and doesn't. You know, it doesn't end up being too much of a hindrance from his training. Because that's the biggest thing, too, guys, that we got to also factor in for these guys who are coming off, his, off of these big injuries is, you know, they're they're a year behind in training, too. You know, not just in, you know, football form. It's, you know, it's it's also the training aspect. So that's going to come back. Um, but that's going to be more of a next year deal. You know, getting these guys out of there healthy, which is where you're worried, you know, for J.K. Now, hopefully J.K., um, his scope is to, you know, clear up scar tissue and like bone chips or something like that. You know, hopefully it's something relatively simple, but you never know. And I never would ever tell somebody that they had just a little quick surgery. I don't care if you're getting a daggone infected nail taken off like this is serious. So you have a lot of stuff, I think, to be encouraged by. But starting to get this far into the season Having this many games that have played out like this, I think we're starting to see that the Ravens are the epitome of 500 football uh, over the last three years. And it's sad because it should not be like that. But um, they have a chance to be slightly better than 500, which is enough to get you into the playoffs, at which point you never really know, as we saw last year. So for us, I think it's really important that we continue to pace. We got really all of our divisional games left after this, you know, we still got another game against both Ohio teams and we got two games against Pittsburgh. And I don't think we play against Pittsburgh until the end of the season. Um, we got games like the Jaguars, the uh, Falcons, the freaking who else we got? Yo, uh, I'm missing somebody else. That's out of conference. Got the Jaguars. We got the Falcons. Don't even matter. Really doesn't. <laughs> we got some stuff to figure out. Uh, but I think that, you know, if we commit to something, uh, then we'll be in good shape. I think one of the things, though, that I didn't like yesterday that we got to really worry about is the fact that teams are starting to line up against us like they were in 2020 and 2021 with, um, you know, super overloaded boxes because they have zero respect for us hurting them over the top of passes. And we need to start making that happen more often. That's all for trust issues this week, y'all. Um, I'm going to work on this episode that I had that I've been having problems getting rendered and uploaded with my whatever, my computer and whatnot. But hopefully y'all enjoyed the Slick Nerd Pro episode. If you haven't, make sure you check out the Slick Nerd Pro episode. 
at you heard me dog at you heard me d-a-w-g on instagram you know i got new stickers i got the north face stickers so um holla at me if you want them joints hit me up uh shoot me a dm something like that and we'll put it together yo appreciate everybody for listening man make sure you share this shit if you know somebody who listens or who likes the ravens and thinks that they would enjoy ravens talk after a ravens win man send them this way uh i don't care if i get a press pass so i'm just gonna talk my shit yo appreciate y'all i'm gonna get at you soon